Hey there, it's Janie Porter, and this is She Just Glows, the podcast. I'm gonna help you find joy and purpose in your life just as it is today. Not tomorrow, not when life is perfect, not when you win a million dollars or your kids finally stop peeing on the seat, but right now. I'm a life coach, a writer, a wife, and a mom of four. And just like you, I spend my days fighting through the pressure to be thin, happy, and have the perfect house and the perfect life. But here's the thing, I've never found perfection. What I have found is that it's so much better to just be real. So grab a cup of coffee and join me like you would a girlfriend. We'll talk mom life, body image, letting go of the lie of perfection, and learning to thrive in the chaos of our world today. You've got your own life coach in your back pocket now. This is She Just Glows, the podcast. All right, so I have a question for you. When you go to a restaurant, Do you put your phone on the tabletop so you can see every update that comes in during your meal? Do you ever find yourself tapping the screen of your phone when it's sitting on the table, only to find there are zero notifications, but you're still tapping it again 90 seconds later? Do you ever sit there with your phone and you think you heard it buzzing or you felt it, but you check it and then there's nothing? When you're watching TV, do you ever start scrolling during commercials only to get sucked into watching reels for an hour and meantime your show is over and it's dark out? Here's one. Do you ever snap at your kids because they need something like a drink of water or help with their homework, but you're trying to deal with an urgent text or a work email on your phone and now your patience is just at a zero? Do you ever feel Like at the end of the day, you didn't miss a single phone notification, but you never once looked into your child's eyes. I'm asking these questions because I've asked them myself. I've lived this. I've had a real struggle with finding a balance as a modern woman in our world today between living life and being present for my family and being distracted by my phone, which also happens to be the source of a lot of good and a lot of efficiency and a lot of productivity in life, right? So if you have a cell phone, I can almost guarantee that in some way it is cheating you out of grounding, intention, and purpose in your life. Maybe not entirely, but in some way. But I can guarantee, and I can't say this about every episode of She Just Glows, the podcast, but I can guarantee that something in this episode will absolutely apply to every single one of you out there. Did you know, this is crazy, but I believe it. Here's a stat for you. The average American checks their phone between 60 and 80 times a day. That amounts to five or six hours a day that if you're the average American, you are looking at that tiny screen that's probably in your back pocket or within one foot of you right now. That comes out to 2,190 hours every year. And over a lifetime, that's nine years. Nine years. So what you're going to learn today and in this entire series I'm calling Stop the Scroll is really, is really important because we're talking about nine years of your life. 
So what you do in those nine years of time matters. And that's why this episode is so relevant to everyone, including me. I'm not sitting up here on my crystal perch in the sky having mastered this practice. But I got to tell you, this episode is really, it's really overflow from other episodes I've written because I just have so much to say about creating margin in your life by having the boldness to separate yourself from your phone. I'm also writing a book about it. I started it in December of 2019, and it's still floating around in my laptop. I just need to decide what to do with it, but it's tentatively called Stop the Scroll. But building a life of joy and purpose, which is what I teach about in my joy coaching business, really starts on a basic level with one thing, and that is being present and grounded in every moment. And if you can't be present and grounded in most moments of your life, it will be really hard to live a purposeful life. And I know that sounds harsh, but I'm gonna get into all of this in this this series. Because at the end of the day, oftentimes, our phones are at odds with the life we truly want to live. So I'm going to help you clear out the comparison crap and organize your digital life so it serves you and helps you live in alignment with the life you want. Sound good? Okay. I have guardrails in my own life that help provide me balance and grounding so that my phone is not an appendage to my body and so that I do have some separation. And it's hard. It's so hard. For example, you might know every single Saturday night, I turn my phone off and I leave it off until Monday morning. That is a life-giving practice in my life. I call it screen-free Sundays. And they have been totally transformational in my life and in my Sabbath. Screen-free Sundays has changed my life and it helps me live a more balanced digital life. So in these next three episodes, I'm gonna share so much meat with you. If you wanna look at your relationship with your phone and how you can tweak it a little bit. And all of these ideas may not work for you, but I can almost guarantee that at least a few of them will. I'm gonna be sharing five steps that you can take today to do a digital reset. I will share with you the five times in my every day that I am simply unavailable. And I'll list some ideas for you to create these pockets of time in your day when you can give yourself the gift of being grounded and present. I'll also explain screen-free Sundays in detail. I'll cover how I do it. I'll call out all the objections I know you have to not using your phone for an entire day. I mean, that is crazy talk, right? I'll answer your four most frequently asked questions about screen-free Sundays. And then I'll also share a lot of ideas for how you can implement your own version of screen-free Sundays. You may not be good with an entire day of no phone. I totally get that. But could you do an afternoon? Could you do from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m.? I'll lay out the groundwork for what could turn into being your own sanctuary of screen time or I'm just not available time. It's a gift every week. 
After that, we're going to get ruthless. We're going to inventory your digital life and make some big cuts and some big edits. I have an acronym for it called LLC to help you cut out what's not serving you on your phone. And at the end of that, I'll share three steps right now today that you can do to start this digital clean out on your phone. I like to call it a phone cleanse. And you can do it right now as you listen to this series. Okay, so I've mapped out everything we're gonna get into. I cover everything. And I have so much to dig into. Again, maybe you can just take a few of these tools that I'm gonna share with you. But no matter what, I know this time will be worth your while and I hope, I hope it's life-giving. I hope it makes you think about how you can make small changes to this pattern and habit every day of having a phone in our modern world today that you need to use but tweaking a few things so that it works for you and so that you're not a slave to your phone. So the real key to this DIY digital reset that we're gonna do that you can start today right now is getting real about how and when you use your phone and then being bold enough to change it. I had a really eye-opening experience when we first got cameras installed in our house. So we moved into the house we're living in about six years ago. We wanted to have visibility of our kids when we were home because this house has three levels. And so our kids were young at the time. We have a pool, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of death traps as I like to call it. And we got these cameras installed to have visibility of our kids. So randomly I would just pop on the camera app and um, I might be watching my kids and then I'll see like when I was on the video. So I'll like scroll back, I'm such a weirdo. I'm like, what did I look like? You know, it's like seeing yourself as if someone else is spying on you, right? So what I started noticing as I clicked on the camera that brought me to my great room where I had spent all morning with my children was that I was sitting there holding a phone, looking down at that phone and sort of walking around and almost zombie-like mom, helping a kid with water, helping a kid, you know, pull their pants up or whatever whatever I was doing that day, making them food, but the phone was always right there and I was always sort of checking back with it. And so I, I, I saw this visual of myself, which was not what I imagined I was doing. I imagined I was just being a really hands-on mom of little kids in the great room that morning, getting them their cereal, getting them everything they needed, and then once in a while checking my phone. I might've been doing um, really good things on the phone. I was probably, adding bananas to our Walmart grocery app. I was probably texting my husband about our plans that evening. I was probably making plans with friends about meeting up. I was doing all of these essential important things. But seeing myself on that security camera footage showed me that over two hours, I was basically looking down at my phone much of the time. And it was really eye-opening. When you see yourself from the outside like that. And that's what my children see. My children see mom walking around, looking into her phone, all for good reason, all for important things, but looking into my phone so much of the time that I'm spending with them. It's just what it was, right? When I think about that visual for my family and the type of person that I wanna show up as in my home and also for me and for my brain to be calm and grounded and not scattered, it's time for a digital reset. So you may have a few things that you wanna tweak about your phone usage. And the first thing we wanna do 
as we walk into this digital reset DIY step-by-step plan I'm gonna share with you, first thing we're gonna do is create guardrails for when you use your phone. These are segmented times during the week that you are never available, right? And you're like, what, never available? I can't do that, I have a job, I can't do that, my kids aren't always with me. I, I hear you, I hear you, I'm gonna get to all of those objections, but the, the first step in this digital reset is enact times of day and the week when you will never be available and implement them, okay? Learn how to put your phone down and walk away and practice that over and over. And I realize this is very out of the box. This is very counterculture. This is very scary. But I'm teaching this from a place of, I've taught myself to do this. I walk away from my phone and I gotta tell you, girl, it feels so good to have that separation. It's been such an important thing in my version of building my own thriving life. Being able to put the phone down and walk away is huge. I know there are certain times you have to be on the phone. I'm gonna get to all of this. I know real life has to happen. But learn to put your phone down and walk away and practice that over and over. It can be after school from 3 to 4 p.m. It can be dinner time when your husband gets home from work or it's family time, you and the kids, let's say 6 to 8 p.m. It can be all day Sunday like I do. It can be mornings from the time you get up until you send your kids to school. Oh, that would be wild. Not checking my phone until my kids are out the door? Impossible. No, it's not. So I know you're saying, oh, I could never do that. You don't understand my life. I want, I want to challenge you, though. I want to challenge you because could you really never do that? Because if you're feeling as scattered and ineffective as I know I've felt before, isn't it worth a try to just try something new? If you hate it, you can change. Just try something new. So I'm going to share five ideas from my life. These are my own digital guardrails that I have in my own life when I am simply not available via phone. First one for me, 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. I am not available. And there are two ways you can make that happen. Mine that I use, very simple. I just turn my phone on do not disturb. Every single night I program into my iPhone that it's in do not disturb mode from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Another idea is charge your phone overnight in another room, not on your nightstand. Oh no, I use my alarm, I can't do that, oh my gosh, no, no. Buy an alarm. We wanna build a thriving, joy-filled life. It's gonna require a little bit of tweaking, a little bit of pivoting. Yes, it's more convenient to just set the alarm on your phone, but if having your phone charging on your nightstand is, is activating your mind all night and keeping you sort of in this revved up state and you're not getting good sleep and you're not getting good separation from work, charge your phone overnight in another room. Buy an alarm clock. It's simple. It's really simple. I do this overnight from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Mainly, I'll be honest, it's because I have a hard time falling asleep. And you know what makes it 10 times harder to fall asleep? Looking at a bright screen. So it can wait. It can wait until the morning. Everyone in my inner circle knows if you text me when it's dark out, I probably won't get back to you until I wake up early in the morning. 
a lot of times I don't wait till 7 a.m. I'm ready to get into my phone before my kids wake up. Around 5.30 in the morning is when I'll respond to a lot of texts. It works for me. And it allows me to create a margin and a boundary in my own life to where I am taking time to put down the outside world, to enjoy time with my husband in the bedroom, relaxing, doing whatever. I don't need to be accessible after 7 p.m. Another time I'm not available is when I pick my kids up from school. Usually I park my car and I leave my phone in the car. I walk into the school, I collect them, we sit and hang out, I'm there, I'm present, I'm hearing about their day, and I don't have this lump sitting in my pocket that's just random things coming in, urgent, urgent in quotes, notifications that aren't really urgent, that I'm stopping to check, the group text that doesn't really matter that I can check later, I can check all 30 of those texts in the thread, that none of them even apply to me, right? You know what I mean, you're on those text threads. So I just leave it in the car. What I'm giving up by leaving my phone in the car is so little compared to what I'm giving up by bringing my phone in when I pick my kids up from school. Those first few moments of them, do I want to walk up to Carline to pick them up, staring into my phone? No, I wanna lock eyes with them when they see me. Now, sometimes I do have my phone when I walk up to Carline, but I notice the difference. I notice the difference when my kid is, is clinging to my thighs saying, hi, mom, and I'm still responding to a text. I don't like that. So the simple way to solve for that is I just leave it in the car. Another thing, once we get home, I try most afternoons to take a minute and say, hey, do you guys want to go on a walk? Usually it's just my daughter who wants to go. <laughs> my boys, my kids are four, seven, nine, and 11. The only one who really usually wants to go is the four-year-old. All the others are like, no, we don't, we don't want to go on a walk with you. But again, I'll leave my phone in the kitchen and I'll just go downstairs and walk down the street with my daughter. Can I tell you guys how life-giving those moments are? <sighs> my nervous system relaxes. We walk down the sidewalk and I notice the sound of the birds chirping. I notice the same butterfly that my daughter sees on that yellow flower in the neighbor's yard. We pick up trash or we're just in the moment. And just that practice of leaving my phone charging in the kitchen while I walk down the street with my daughter brings so much personal rest to my brain that I need at that point in the day. Another time I'm not available is when my kids ask me to play soccer with them in the backyard. Again, I just leave my phone charging in the kitchen. I don't need to be on my phone the entire time my kids are home from school. Whatever is coming through, I'll get to it later. Nothing's urgent. I know if you have a full-time job where you're, where you're expected to be reachable throughout the afternoon, it's different, and I'm going to get to that. When I go to my workout, I try to leave my phone in the car. I work out at the park with my trainer. It's on Tampa Bay here in Florida. It's just an absolutely stunning and beautiful way to start the day. Quick side note, if there is any way you can improve your life today, it's doing something really simple. Take your workout to a beautiful location. You are capable of doing that. I don't care where you live. Tell me where you live, I'll tell you where you can go. The beach, the river, the park, the desert. Take your workout to somewhere that's inspiring and beautiful. It is the quickest way that I can elevate my mood and improve my day. Okay, so here's your first objection. I can hear it now. 
I'm working out, I leave my phone in the car. Oh no, I can hear you guys. What if I get a call from my kid's school and they need me? I have to have my phone at every time. I have to check it every five minutes during my workout. I cannot leave it in the car. I get it, I get it, I hear you, I know. It's scary. There's a little bit of anxiety that comes from, what if my kid has some sort of an emergency at school, which as we know is very unlikely, but what if that happens, I have to be reachable. Now, first of all, chances are that your kid's school will not be calling you during your workout, right? It's so unlikely that your kid's school will be calling you during your workout. It's unlikely that they'll have an emergency at school. It's unlikely that it will happen during your workout. And it's unlikely that you being available to troubleshoot anything for those 40 minutes of your workout is really gonna change anything with the emergency. I always say, if someone needs me, they can, they can wait 40 minutes. It's really not that serious. And it's so unlikely that your kid's really gonna have an emergency. I gotta remind you here, because I know you're saying, well, still, well, still, I don't wanna like be out of reach from the school. Here's another thing. Do I need to remind you of our childhood, guys? Remember that? Remember when like you had to just wait until you got home to check your answering machine? Do you remember those days? Your mom went grocery shopping. Your mom went to Bible study. Your mom went to the dry cleaners. And guess what? If the school called, she would have just had to get that when she got back home on the answering machine. Remember that? And you get so excited because you walk in the door and that red light's blinking and you're like, oh, who called me? I'm so excited. Guess what? No one died. Whenever I feel resistance to some of these techniques, tools, and practices that I'm gonna be sharing with you in this series, I always go back to our 80s childhood. That's how life used to be. It's not that scary, guys. Try it, just try it. Okay, another objection I'm hearing from you. Work needs me, my clients need me, I can't be away from my phone. I've struggled with that myself. Now that I'm life coaching, I want to be available to my clients whenever they need me. 100%, and you might have a boss who absolutely expects that, who may be allowing you to work from home or allowing you the flexibility to pick your kids up from school. So you better be available though if he needs you, if he or she needs you, right? So let me ask you this again. Do they really need you though? Will anyone die? If you believe your work needs you so badly that you can't put the phone down for 10 minutes to engage with your kid, when they get home from school and let the chips fall where they may. Just as an example, I know that's not possible for everyone, but I'm just using this example from my own life. If I believe my clients need me so badly that I cannot put my phone down to pick my kids up from school, here's the question. What am I teaching my clients? What are you teaching your work? Here's a question that so many women need to hear. What are you teaching your work if someone texts you at 10 in the morning on a Saturday and you respond within two minutes on your day off? You're enabling that behavior. You're teaching them to keep texting you on your day off and not respecting your weekend boundary if there is one. So instead of work needs me, what if your statement becomes, I deserve a few minutes away from the notifications so that when I get back to it all, I am clear-headed and bringing my best. The world 
wants you to believe that you must be accessible and plugged in at all times to lead a relevant and purposeful life. And I'm here to tell you that's an absolute lie. It's not true. Because at the end of the day, you don't need to be accessible at all times. You don't. And what you're giving away when you are always accessible is so much. So I just want to invite you to pivot your thinking a little bit and see if any of these things can stick. So I realize we've only gotten to step one of your phone life balance. I'm going to continue in the next episode with the rest. I'm so glad we got to do this today. Listen, everybody knows word of mouth is the best advertising. So if you liked what you heard, follow, share, leave a review. And there's so much more where that came from. Go to shejustglows.com to read words of encouragement and inspiration that you just might need today. There you'll also learn about my work as a life coach and how we can work together. My publications have been viewed more than 4 million times by moms around the world. We have such an amazing community. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and well, that's all I got right now. I've decided I'm too old for TikTok. Remember, you've got this. You are enough. I'll see you next time. And until then, you glow girl.